Hey, everybody. Welcome to the book leads impactful books for life and leadership. I'm your series host and leadership performance coach, John Jeremillo. This podcast series is about getting to the books that have impacted the people and the colleagues in my network. So these are great leads that I'll be interviewing on these books. And I want to know which book it is that's contributed the most or a lot to who they are as a leader, as a worker, as a person, what have you, whatever the case may be. And in this series, I'll be covering three books. The first uh, type of book is a book that I haven't read that they're telling me about. A second is a book that we've both read, whether in our past lives or specifically for the series. And then the third book is when I'm speaking to writers. They have their own books or publishers that are working on books. In this particular episode, I'll be talking to the author of a book. And in this episode, my guest will be Tina Kadish. And Tina is a dynamic speaker, life purpose and business coach, trainer and author of Freedom, Seven Steps to Thrive in Life and Business. Tina has over two decades of experience in leadership development, team building, and talent acquisition. She speaks and coaches at events all over the country. Her strategies lay out the roadmap, which give her clients the clarity and insight to escape their nine to five jobs, thank God. She helps make dreams a reality. As a result, her clients are getting their time back in their life, which is priceless. It's amazing. They have the freedom to spend quality time with their family and friends. Her clients create a life uh, on purpose while prospering in the process. Tina's clients are achieving financial success in their personal and professional lives, which enables them to give back to their community, which is just as important. Uh, and T Tina brings a plethora of experience in various industries. Tina's mission is to impact people's lives by living with joy, fulfillment, and freedom. She's easy to work with and always over delivers. She's a true professional. Uh, and Tina and I met, and that was her bio. And obviously, I threw my, my little feedback in there, I, my moments of appreciation and anything that has to do with getting your time back, uh, especially with your family and whatnot. I think we've all seen the value of that during the pandemic, those that uh, could, could afford to have more time with their family. Uh, and Tina and I met through the National Speaker Association Connecticut chapter after a chapter meeting. I think the first time we saw each other and you kind of get a, a sense for who people are. We set up a time to talk just to learn about each other and our businesses. She told me that she wrote a book. So obviously, here we are. Um, I think anybody that knows me and has watched and listened to the series knew I was going to drag her into this and have her tell me about what her experience has been with her book, why the book, the value of the book and uh, some of her background to see how it is that she came to, to be in the career that she is and sharing the insights that she does. So Tina, thank you for sitting down with me for this conversation. Thank you so much, John, for having me here. It's, it's such an honor to be here and sharing, you know, sharing the message, um, you know, not only my book, but your listeners, you know, I hope to share a message that might resonate you know, with someone and I'll share my story, how I got into, uh, into this, if I can, is that? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. I was, first question is always, you know, who are you today? What is it? What is it that got you to where you are today? Okay. Awesome. So how I got started is that I got laid off from corporate America. Uh, myself, I was in transition and uh, I found myself laid off for the first time, a single mom with two kids. And I was a trainer uh, at a major uh, Fortune 500 company and found myself for the first time uh, in transition of the rug was pulled from under me. I had always left positions, not taken it away. So if I found myself in an uncharted territory and I was not only angry, but I felt rejected, frustrated. And so I started a journey of self-discovery and started to network. And I, you know, started to go to some networking meetings 
And through my networking, I learned that um, over 85% of working individuals are not happy with where they are in their careers. They're stuck, they're miserable, and they're going to the jobs paycheck to paycheck. They're unhappy, but yet they don't try to figure out what is it that they want to even do. They have no focus, no clarity, no direction, but yet they're staying in that place of being stuck. And I liked what I was doing. I love training. I love being in front of people. I love, you know, public speaking. However, I wanted to be an entrepreneur is what I learned in my, in my journey that I really realized through a tool that I now coach my clients to discover your passion is that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I want to impact other women primarily to find their passion. Now I work with men as well, but my primary focus has been women. And so I started my business with helping people find their passion. And through the years, you know, working my business part-time, I did go back to work because mm -hmm. of fear. And I was working my business part-time, working full-time as a corporate recruiter. And I was there for over 10 years. And I finally left in 2018 um, to focus on my business full-time because I believe that all of us can be, well, not all of us can be an entrepreneur. My dream was to be an entrepreneur and why it's because of freedom. And I'll share that because that's why my book is all about freedom. And I'll get to that. However, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. For me, my values are freedom, flexibility. I wanted to be in control. I wanted to have my time. You know, I always felt rushed, um, you know, being told what to do by someone else, making money for, for a company. I wanted to make money for myself, for my business. I wanted to be in control. You know, we are the CEO of our life. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what, you know, my passion is that I want to help other women to find their passion, to live in purpose. And even if they're staying in a career at a company, but are you loving what you do? Exactly. Exactly. I, I, and I don't, I hope nobody, I don't, I hope nobody takes from you that you're saying everybody has to make the jump. I mean, you clarified entrepreneurship or whatever it may be is not for everybody, but I think it, it I think you're kind of along the lines as me when it comes to, I just want you to know what's out there. I want you to know your options. I want you to consider these particular things. So even if you do want the security of a nine to five, at least make sure that you're tapping into what makes you happy, what makes you passionate, what drives your energy. Because you, like you said, there's there's nothing like working a nine to five that's not tapping into that, and it's just soul sucking. You know, let's let's just call it what it is. Um, so no, I, I see the 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 push, and I see I understand why somebody um, should at least consider again what your message is. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, being open to solutions, you know, and I think the pandemic taught us that you know people are now finally, I think, reassessing where they are in their in their life journey and they're saying to themselves do i really want to go back to an office no i want to work from home i want that flexibility i have a family i have kids that i may have to homeschool yeah, yeah. okay so there's a lot of shifts a lot of changes are happening so people are pivoting today than ever before and i just you know when i i see this this transition that more and more people are now starting to question their careers and like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I haven't been happy in a while. I mean, I have a client of mine that said to me, my job sucks the life out of me. Yeah. I just, I just talked to a colleague yesterday. We hadn't seen each other in a while. Uh, and I asked him how he was doing, obviously to catch up. And he said, good, everything's good. The only stress that I feel is when I'm at work. 
<laughs> he said, everything else in life is, is amazing. Everything is great. It's just this place that I'm at is just, you know, so it's like, <sighs> you, you always wonder if the workers ourselves or the bosses themselves are really, and it varies from company to company, who's really making an effort to see, to monitor the mental health. Uh, Cause stress to me is just mental health uh, in, in most cases to monitor and make sure how people are doing. You know, it's not just like you said, it's not just about getting the results. It's about seeing how people are doing themselves. You can't drive them to burnout and expect, you know, well, at least we're getting results. So it's worth, it's worth that cost. You know, it's not worth the cost. And, and this is the thing that more and more companies need to really focus on the mental health of their employees to see, are they happy with where they're, what they're doing? Maybe they could be in another position that is more aligned with what they want to do in their with their strengths. So you can make those changes within an organization if that's possible. You know, it depends mm -hmm. on how large mm -hmm. a company is, of course. But it's really, you know, when you're leading from the heart versus the head, yeah. I think you can make more of an impact. And I'm all about leading from the heart, really, you know, that energy that you're putting out there, um, you know, to your employees and as an organization as a whole. Um, and, you know, this person that you mentioned, I mean, the stress from the job will carry into your personal life. Everything crisscrosses, you know, there's no threshold. There's no threshold. You, If you, if you are in the office and you leave the office and you leave the parking lot, you leave the city that you work in, there's no barrier. I mean, you know what the bad stuff from work is going to carry over, you know, the good stuff from uh, from home may get uh, diminished by that experience in the in the, the home office. So there is that that separation doesn't exist. It doesn't exist because I used to take it home. Sometimes I literally would have to sit in my car and just breathe and decompress before I would get into the house because yeah. I knew that I would take it out and, and just share it yes. in my, with my family, that my family was tired of hearing me, you know, yeah. my spouse. Wonderful. And this is when I say to people, you're going to affect relationships. You're going to affect, it could affect your marriage. I mean, it affected my marriage because my husband was, was tired of hearing me complaining. And he's flat out said to me, do something. You've been yes. focusing on your business part-time. Why not make it happen full-time? Yeah, when my wife and I first started dating and I would get into my busy season or work would be crazy, I'd come home and just kind of veg. I'd sit yes. on the couch or sit here, <laughs> sit there and just veg. And, you know, everybody's going to have their own reaction. Everybody's going to have their own response in terms of coming home and how do you handle it? Mine was just to kind of just sit there and just let it kind of seep <laughs> out of my body. You know, I, I try not to take it out on anybody or right, so I, right. I take my time and whatnot. But it's amazing how it impacts you. And, and we can't be fools and think that, you know, again, that barrier exists. It impacts us everywhere. Like you said, the pandemic, I think, points that out clearly that there is something there that um, it's a, it is a matter of mental, which leads to physical health. It does. It does lead to physical health. And, you know, when you're, you know, uh, like every day going into a job and you're, you know, could be anger. It could be just, I'm just frustrated because, you know, part of me is when I was at the office, I would always be like, I'm working on my business part-time and I was frustrated because it wasn't going, you know, mm -hmm. in the direction. And so what I really did was I made a decision in 2018 to step it up, you know, and I was getting clients along the way as well, but I really stepped it up and I took action. And one of the things 
that really helped me. Um, and, you know, uh, talking about books, Jack Canfield is a mentor of mine. I love Jack Canfield. I read his book, Success Principles, that impacted my life. And I went to see Jack Canfield in Boston that year. And it was all about breakthrough to success. How do you break through? And, you know, affirmations is something that I use every day. And I really started to, to visualize more that I was leaving my, my corporate career. And so I believe in visualization. I believe in really saying those positive words to yourself, but taking action. So I really stepped up the action to, to leave and, and put that goal out there. And I put the date on my calendar. I, I created more money, you know, emergency fund. I created a cushion. I planned. In other words, my advice to everybody who might be contemplating leaving their corporate careers and can't do it right now. It's okay. But it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Exactly. I think people always think with anything, Oh, I have to pull the trigger. I have to go hundred miles an hour. I got to do it. You know, they never think in increments or in gradual steps. That's it's That's right. it's our vice. We always think if we go 100% and it doesn't work, that means I failed. Exactly. No, it's incremental steps, but the key here is what is what are you doing every day? You know, take, you know, do one thing every day that's going to move the needle, you know, move you closer to your desire. You know, I always talk about, you know, with my clients getting clear with your why. Mm -hmm. Knowing what your why is, finding your why and working with that and really map it out, you know, create a plan. You know, like we just said, you know, you don't just jump ship yeah. and just decide to be an entrepreneur or or just quit your job and go and think you're going to go get a job at another company tomorrow. No, it's a process. It's a plan, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's so important that you really get that clarity, that focus that you need, you know, having Dina, that direction. And so before we jump into the book that works in that direction, your book, how did you end up? thinking this way what what's your background what's your, what was like your you know not to go into anything too personal but was it um because i mean who you are today is 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 driven by who you were yesterday who you were as a child like i always i'm always curious with people that i interview how is it that your life as yeah as a child is growing up or in education what was what was your youth like that might have led to who you are today Okay, great question. Yes. Yeah, so my youth, I mean, you wouldn't believe it, but I was a very shy, introverted person. I had a low self-esteem and inferiority complex. I didn't believe in myself at all. Okay. I really didn't. My mindset was totally, I didn't believe it. I, I didn't even believe in the word dream. I grew up in a household where um, it was just money was scarce. I had the mindset of money was not enough. There was never going to be enough money. We were just a regular middle-class family. My father was the breadwinner and I was the oldest of three girls. And it was always, money was always scarce. And so I just believed that go get a job. And this is what I was brought up. Get a job with good benefits and stay there forever. And you're going to be fine. Just go to work. You just got to have a good job. And okay, save for a rainy day because you never know what's going to happen. I get it. Saving for a rainy day, that emergency fund, I think it's important. I do. You know, so so there's principles that I learned from my father mm -hmm. that I still believe in today, that I still, you know, have. But what I was just always, I was a rebel in my family. I just always wasn't happy. No, not you. <laughs> I was never happy with where I, I was always looking for more. And that's what I think was what drove me constantly. I wanted to, to, to have more. I was an administrative assistant. That was my background. I went to Catherine Gibbs school. 
um, years ago. So I'm aging myself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, had two kids and I went to school. I didn't go to college after high school. I decided to go to college when my kids were six and one. I went to college for the first time. It took me six years working full time, two kids, a house and everything. And I did it on the weekends because I wanted to be more than an administrative assistant. And going to school, I wanted a major in marketing, you know, and I did. And it took me six years, but I did it. And mm-hmm. I visualized myself graduating. It was the most beautiful thing when my kids saw me graduate. And they, I was their model, their role model, that it can be done during any time. I, it was the most difficult time to get a degree, but that's me. <laughs> I always tend to do things when it's the most difficult. <laughs> I could have gone to college right out, of the, right out of high school, but I wasn't ready. The timing, yeah. it always has to be the right time. So so as I'm working my jobs, I just kept always having that desire. I wanted more. I wanted more. And I also believe that things happen when they're meant to happen. I was laid off for a reason because had I never been laid off, I wouldn't have been in business, right? I probably would have still been there mm-hmm. working. And I was commuting into the city, by the way, an hour and a half each way three hours of my life every day with two kids. Okay. Three hours a day out of my life that I was devoted to my company. I survived nine 11. I was supposed to be in the twin towers that day. And I changed an appointment, couldn't be there. And then I get laid off two years later. So I was meant to do more. So when I got laid off, I said, this is I actually had a positive attitude with my manager. I didn't feel that way afterwards, but I was <laughs> I was like, you know, a door is closing right now, but another door is going to open. I am sure. I just don't know what that is. Yeah, I've, I've been in that laid off situation and it was younger when I was in my early 20s. Actually, I was in the city on 9-11 in, okay. uh, in like the Flatiron District, 23rd okay. and 5th, I think. Okay. Um, yeah. And I mean, at my age, I didn't see it at the time, but if I hadn't been laid off, the the, the job economy was so bad that I, I was looking for a job for a year, nothing, my lease ran out, my unemployment benefits ran out, and I ended up back in Connecticut. So it wasn't the best scenario at the time, but if I didn't get, this is the way I see it. If I didn't get laid off then, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I, I you know, I agree with you. You know, things happen you know, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I believe that there's a higher power. I believe that there's, you know, there's things that we all have, you know, the higher power has a plan for us. And, you know, the plan was to be laid off and start a business. And so as I'm starting, you know, my networking and my, you know, my self-discovery, I realized that I want to be free. Yeah. I really do. And which leads me to my book, um, you know, uh, why I, you know, and, and how I came across my book, uh, Freedom is, it'll be interesting. I, I love being a public speaker. And so there was a cruise um, that was available. um, And this leadership, it was a leadership cruise. And all of the people on the cruise were speakers. They already wrote a book. I was the only one that never wrote a book. I wasn't an author. And so I wanted to go on this cruise to learn how to be a public speaker. Well, the the person who organized the the cruise said, well, if you want to speak at our cruise next year, you need to write a book. I said, well, I never even thought about writing a book, but I want to be a speaker on this cruise. So I'll find a way. And through, you know, we did an exercise. The idea just came to me. I said, you know what? Freedom. It just came to me, you know, that because all these years I've been working towards freedom, 
why not write a book about freedom? And I said, okay, so let me create from the word freedom. What are the seven, you know, it's the seven letters in the word freedom. How can I create a book from this? You know, and, you know, I worked with the writer. I worked with other people to get the concept down and figure it all out. So I did work with someone and it took three years to write it, but then it stayed in the edited. It was edited, ready to go. Um, didn't have a book cover design. And then I finally got it done because I connected with another coach who helps you to get speaking opportunities. And he said, do you have a book? And I said, no, I do, I do but it's not done yet in the sense of book cover. Yeah. We'll get it done. So within a month, the book cover was done. It was published on Amazon. So in May of this year is when it published. But in be before that, I was a co-author of another book, Success in Any Season, that was about healing transformation on another topic. So I did okay. write that first. Um, this is my first uh, solo book. So um, the word freedom, and I'll go through the seven steps. So the F is uh, faith, not the word freedom, okay? Faith, because... <laughs> I believe in a higher power. I, for me, I believe in God and that we all have this higher power, that having the belief in yourself, having that faith that you can do something, you know, whatever it is. So a lot of times we just, again, we, it's this that stops us. So if you believe in yourself, have that faith that you can do it, it can happen. Okay. The R is release. It's letting go of the outcome. A lot of times, and me included, we want to control the outcomes. We have this plan and it's got to work out perfect. And, you know, and if it doesn't, if you're not going to, you're not going to move forward. So the releasing is all about letting go of the outcome and, and having that faith that things are going to work out. Okay. You know, just letting it go and not worried about the how, okay. Cause it's going to happen. So really believing, you know, having that faith and letting that go. The, uh, the first E is evaluation. So what I mean by evaluation is I had to step back. It's stepping back to the bigger picture. It's looking at, you know, evaluating where you've been, mm -hmm. you know, where I was, what I did, where I am right now. Okay. And so evaluating your progress, evaluating what you've done and what are the skills that you've had that brings you where you are today? You know, looking, looking at that. So really evaluate your progress, you know, looking at your values, your skills, you know, what is your why and really, really taking, um, you know, writing it all out um, is, is so important. The second E is energy. Now you talked a little bit about energy. Energy is, is everything money, our thoughts, I mean, everything we do, okay, the flow mm -hmm. that we're in. And, you know, where I always say, you know, setting intentions, okay, and your uh, the attention follows intention. Okay, so what are you focusing on today? You know, are you focusing on the good things? Or are you focusing on the bad things? Or when I say good and bad, and I'll talk about that more because the I'll, when I get to the M in the word freedom, you'll understand more. But okay. it's really about your energy, where you're focusing your attention. Okay. okay. The D is determination. You know, when you are passionate, you'll go through any obstacle. When you know your why, and your why has got to be so huge, okay, that you'll get through any obstacle. And life is, you know, has obstacles. Your business... Anything in life, there's always going to be the ups and downs. You know, you know, we lost our jobs. 
that was an obstacle we had to navigate through. The pandemic, many people lost their jobs. Many people lost family members through this, okay? And you, we still have to pivot. I lost a daughter through the, you know, not because of the pandemic, but other uh, illness. However, it's a challenge that we had to go through. So how are you going to navigate those roadblocks, I call it, you know, and we all have them, but that determination, see, I was so determined to leave my corporate career that I said, I'm going to find any way, don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And I worked with coaches. I didn't do it alone. And I never advise anyone to do it alone because you're gonna, it's going to take you longer. And you really need a coach who that's going to give you that guidance, that support, that direction, that accountability is so yes. important. Yes. You need accountability. I know for me, if I didn't work with coaches, I wouldn't have been able to leave my career in 2018. Okay. And that's the other thing that I did differently is that I actually worked with the coach, you know, um, to help me with my mindset. Cause a lot of it was my mindset that was keeping me, I was making excuses. I knew what business I wanted to do and I was doing it, but I didn't have that. That fear was huge. You know, it's a, it's, and it's amazing how often we feel we have to go through everything ourselves. Yes. And, or sometimes we have too much pride and we don't ask for help. We don't want to seem vulnerable. We won't, We don't want to seem like we're not fully in control. Um, I think the pandemic has kind of opened our eyes and, and we've been a little more honest, I found. So hopefully in this period, people have that support. Because um, I think just being like this, like in your home, like you feel more comfortable. You feel, you, you know, I, I've, I've said like, this is like the closest, you know, knock on wood that we're going to get to the end of the world. So it's like, when we come out of this, you know, why are you going to hold back anything? So that's always like a question that comes up in conversations that I have with other colleagues or networking events. Like, you know, we, we need to learn what we want to put on the table and, and not compromise. Right. Not compromise. And really, you know, really, you know, all of us have unique gifts and abilities. We all have talents. We all have great skills. Why are you not using them? Why are you right. holding back? Absolutely. Not them to the world. We're actually being selfish. And this was something that was brought to my attention by a coach that you're being selfish when you're not sharing your gifts to the world. People need to hear your message. And that's, you know, with my book, sharing the message around freedom. It's going to resonate with some people. It might not with some. There's some people that say, you know, I, no, I, you know, this is all fluff. And, you know, I may not, you know, no, I need to get that job. And I get it. Yes, I understand. But are you in the right job? And I say career. Are you in the? Are you having a career? Are you in a career, or are you just in a job every day, just going through the motions? Yeah. You know, life is too short. Okay, life is too short. And I was so blessed to be an entrepreneur because I was able to help my daughter through her journey, and I was able to be there with her. And so, think of the time that you're not spending with family and friends because of that job that could just eliminate you tomorrow. I'm going to yeah. be totally blunt here. Oh, yeah. uh, there is no certainty in life. There is no certainty. There's so, I mean, we learned that. Okay. So, so, I mean, so well, okay. With everything that's been going on in the past year and a half, John, did you have something you were going to say? No, no. I mean, you know, while you've gone through all the, the words of the acronym, there's just so many great points. I just, you see me nodding a lot just because I agree. Um, 
And it's it's crazy um, to think that people don't understand. Well, not crazy, just because that's the way we're programmed from youth, where your coach is saying you're being selfish by not sharing your values. But if you think about it, everything in education has been, you know, testing and getting ready so that you match up to somebody else's needs. Very rarely, if ever, and I've been out of school for a while, so I don't know what it's like, but very rarely is it have these needs, have these tools, have these abilities, go through this curriculum, but know your worth first before yes. you go yes. to network, before you get into a job. And that's why I've been working more and more with students and early career professionals is just because a lot of the issues that I hear with people later in their career is frustration. And when you go through that whole coaching relationship, it turns out that it's exactly what you and I are talking about, what you're sharing with me, that they compromised what they truly wanted, what they never knew they wanted because they didn't stop to look. And all you and I as coaches are asking is stop and take a look, stop and assess. And you said yourself, this book may not be for everybody. Right. And I say that you know, when I'm speaking, when I'm presenting, I say, listen, what I'm going to say right now, this is my take. It's not an end-all be-all. It's not cookie cutter. It works for everybody. But please at least consider it. That's all I ask. So I love the fact that you say, you know, it's not going to be for everybody, but I want people to at least consider it. At least consider it. And I love the fact that you're working with your early career, the students, because what I believe in, in the um, education system, there isn't enough uh, education to help you prepare for the right career to go into. They just, you go to college. Oh, you know, my family tells me I need to be a doctor or a lawyer. So I'm going to go into a, be a doctor or a lawyer, but not really assessing, is this what I really want? I can't tell yeah. you how many people that I've talked to that are lawyers and are miserable. Yeah. Because they haven't really considered. And so they've just been going through that because of the money, whatever their motivation is, everybody's motivated by different things. I get it. And so, but what my point is that, yeah, like you said, consider it. Is this the right path? Is this, this what I really love? And, you know, am I making a difference? You know, for me, it's about, okay, what difference can I make in someone else's life? Okay. So, you know, so getting back to the acronym for D was determination. The O mm -hmm. was optimism. You know, it's being optimistic. It's utilizing the strategies when you're going through the ups and downs instead of just giving up, okay, and saying, ah, I just can't do this. Like I hear so many people say, I'm too old. I can't make a change. I can't reinvent myself. What's the point? No one wants me. No one wants my skills, blah, 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 blah. Well, what if you shifted a little bit in your mindset, which leads me to the M in freedom is mindset. It's where are your thoughts? And, our, and your actions come from your thoughts that lead into our results. And when you look at your results and they're not working out the way you want, well, go back to your thoughts. Because, and, you know, it begins with, you know, like I said, our mindset and our beliefs, like my belief around money, like I shared earlier, I just didn't believe that, that you could make money because it was never enough. Mm -hmm. Money was the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, only the rich get rich and money's greed. Those were the beliefs that I grew up with, okay? When I realized that there is abundance, money's everywhere for us. If we want it, we want to be abundant. And so having the mindset, there's two types <clears> of mindset. <throat> One of the books that was a great book, Carol Dweck, The Psychology yep. of Success. And she talks yes. about mindset, growth, and fixed mindset in a lot more detail. But look at, you know, think about your mindset. Are you going into the solution mode? 
or are you going into the problem and there's no solution? I'm just, you know, like, just like, you know, you, yeah. a lot of people that I'm training and they're just stuck in oh, the yeah, jobs. Right Do you have it? The, yeah. I got the book. Right here. Yeah. Um, great book. And, in, 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 it's great you bring that up because in that book, she brings up the way that students are brought up that they they look at tests they look at scores and if they don't get to a certain score or have a certain status that's their that's that makes up who they are that's who they are their identity is tied to that score versus the effort that you put into it versus that evolution that ongoing process so i mean maybe when i read that book is when i i really i was volunteering with college students but i think when i read that book it really sunk in that from the very get-go that's why we're having these issues now because that's the way we're programmed when we're younger uh tita what is it you talk about the the mindset in your family where it was like scarcity versus now abundance but what was it what was it that made you think the other way you know, or do you know when more or less that happened that you you were like, well, no, that's think, not the way it is? Yeah. I mean, um, later in life, like you know, I was married, I had the two kids. Um, I was just like, I, I think personal development, like, you know, reading, reading books. Okay. Surrounding myself with different books, surrounding myself with, with different leaders, mentors, um, just being a sponge, you know, for information um, instead of not. And so that's, so I learned differently. I shifted my mindset because I surrounded myself with the right people. You know, they say, who are the right yep. five people you surround yourself with? Well, I started to surround myself with the people that were successful, that were making the money, uh, but they were doing what they love. You know, so a lot of a lot of reading, a lot of connecting with people uh, is what really shifted um, my mindset. That's what really did. It wasn't my family. Mm-hmm. My family still believe, like I have family members, my dad and I, I was just, they still believe in that way of thinking that's why i said i'm the rebel i'm the one that thinks differently i'm the only entrepreneur in my family on my mother and my father's side yeah i can relate i mean my parents were immigrants so they just came here for better opportunities and they just put their head down and they just worked and worked and worked you know multiple jobs uh they wanted me to do better in school went to college same curiosity as you so now raising my boys, they're going to have a different environment then. So it's, it takes a couple generations to completely shift that, that mindset, but it, it's going to happen. But it just took one generation to go from, okay, you know, I got to punch in literally punch. Cause I worked with them at some points, punching in the clock and punching out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now I'm not doing that. And my kids will have a different mentality. I don't know what they're going to end up doing, but they're going to have a different mentality. They're going to see different opportunities are possible. I'm going to walk them through this process because I want them to have those tools, even as young as they are, maybe not the three-year-old, but um, (laughs) I think it's good to have these kind of tools when you're younger. Sure, go through a certain curriculum in school, but at least start thinking about it. It doesn't mean you have to have your life figured out when you're 10, 12, 14 years old, but get into that curiosity mode. Yes, getting that curiosity mode, and the, and your kids are so you know great to have you because, you know, you're a great role model, and you can teach them, you know, what works. Like my son, you know, he um, is an IT professional, works at a company. Um, he's you know he's young, he's 33, but he also has a business on on the side. He's an entrepreneurial at heart. Yeah. And so, I must have instilled some of those on him because him. He's, you know, he saw it all the time, me striving yeah. to be an entrepreneur and going towards my dreams. And I'm always, you know, mentoring him about that. And so 
he'll get there when he will get there. But he realizes that, you know, tomorrow your job can go away. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. My kid was saying last night as we were getting him ready for bed, he's like, so I'm going to do my, I'm going to be a bus driver in the morning. So I'm going to do my bus duties in the morning. Then I'm going to go be a doctor. Then I'm going to go be a technology guy. Then I'm going to go back and well, no, then I'm going to be an engineer or no, then I'm going to do my coding. He says, and he's six years old. And then I'm going to go do my, my afternoon bus duties and then at night, I'm going to be a singer. <laughs> oh, my God. That is just so, you know, I love hearing uh, the the youth are just so like, they're like, they're just so innocent. And they just, the ideas that come out. And I, you know, yeah, it's so you know, nice. I mean, a couple of months ago, when he first started riding the bus to school, he's like, I want to be a bus driver when I grew up. I'm like, as okay. long as you're happy, as long as you can, like, that's what Absolutely. matters to me is the happiness. It's so the if, happiness. You're, if you're happier yes. than a pig and shit, driving a bus, working in a factory like my parents did, whatever it is. I just, like you, I think, whatever you're doing, I just want you to be happy. But I want you to consider what the possibilities are. Right. Consider that there are possibilities out yes. there. Um, so those are my seven steps that I believe that all of us, you know, can thrive if we follow these. And really, you know, in my book, I have action steps. Every chapter has I was going to ask. Steps. Yes, okay. it has okay. action steps. So it really prompts you to what action you're going to take related mm-hmm. to mindset, a faith, you know, all of the seven, you know, seven steps. So, because I don't want this book to be a book that you could just put on a shelf. I want you to have the uh, implement because nothing happens if you don't apply what you read. And I created a course from the book called success incubator that is also available that there's videos um, and more action steps, more uh, journal prompts and workbook videos that I created from the book. Um, you don't have to buy the book in order to take the course, but it's a great way for to expand on the book. Yeah, I mean, it's a good it's a good way. I, I would assume to get the foundation of each of the acronyms. You know, in a yes. workshop, you can only share so much, but this gives it a little more meat before you go into yes. that supportive environment to get the tools going. Correct. Correct. So, Tina, a question that I ask the authors that I have on this series is: How did this book change you? Um, whether it was, whether you felt that change during the process, whether you felt that change when you finally, I mean, for you, it was a couple of years because, you know, it was kind of, uh, percolating life in happened. Mind. Yeah. Life happened. So what did you take away from the process? You yourself from writing this book? Well, the process itself, it is quite challenging at times because it's like, okay, what do I want the readers to know? You know what? Who's the who's the message going to be? And this see, this book is for it. Really, it it's not. Even though I work with corporate women primarily who are in transition, um, but this book can be for anyone. It, you know, men or women that really want to change their life, that want to uh, get overcome the blocks that they have in their life. They're you know they're they're saying to their, themselves, "I'm not happy with where I am in my life. I'm just I want more, but I just don't know what I want." So this is a great way to really. Um, you know, a good foundation to get to that place where, you know, I want to be, I want to thrive. I don't want to survive anymore. I want to be more, you know, in the successful. And I just, I need some work, <laughs> you know, yeah. getting through those blocks that I may okay. have in my life. Okay. So that's the message you would want people to take away from the book. But how did you evolve as a person in, so the, how, in the process of writing the, process, the book, having it come out? I mean, did you feel... 
I mean, obviously you're not writing something you don't believe in. You believe in the message, but how did, how did that shift? Did it strengthen your belief in it? Did it make you think of it in a different way? Did you, did it make you a better leader? What was it that shifted in you with the writing of the book? If anything. I, I think really what shifted really, it wasn't necessarily a shift. It just reinforced that as I'm writing this, that more and more people need this. So for me, it was a va validation. It was a reinforcement that that you need it, um, that it's going to be uh, it's a great it's a helpful um, messaging. It's an important messaging. Um, it just shifted more than more of, of us need to tap into our greatness and really and really live it every day. You know, yes, there's going to be the bad. You know, there's going to be those things that are going to come in our obstacles, but it's helping you to navigate those obstacles. You know, how do you overcome that? And so I got to tell you, mindset specifically, when I was going through my own journey with my daughter's illness, I got to tell you that mindset piece is what really, and my faith, the faith and the mindset. And I was just determined to find a solution, but unfortunately God had a plan not to. And so, but while that was going on, I was coaching myself and I said, you know, um, and I didn't even have the book. The book wasn't even launched yet. It was written, hadn't been launched, but I had it in, you know, I knew it, I had it in me and I was applying it myself in my own personal life. So it shifted for me that, um, we have obstacles, you know, I did, I have faith. I still like, even today, you know, I'm working on my second book. Okay, that will be launched next year. It's going to be all about uh, the loss of a loved one. And it's going to be for grieving moms uh, more. But, you know, parents in general. And how do you go from pain to peace in your lost journey? I call it the lost traveler. We are lost travelers. You know, that's a great title. And, you know, um, so um, that's the title that I'm working with right now that spoke to me. And I'm in the first draft of it, but I think, you know, getting back to your question, the book really shifted me that the mindset, the faith, determination. I mean, there was a time that my daughter would say, mom, you know, enough with the mindset crap, uh, you know, and cause she was in the, you know, she was the one experiencing it. I was there as the witness and watching yeah. it, um, but she was in it. And so it may be more difficult when you're in it. Um, but I was coaching her to look, you know, think differently. And, 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 and we were, we were in the solution mode. Um, but unfortunately, like, this is what I say. And I say this in my book too, you know, we can want to control, but sometimes things are not meant to happen that way with our careers, our life yeah. in general. They're not, they're meant to go in another direction. And so I believe that the journey that I had with my daughter that I've now, there's another purpose there's going to be another direction that I'm going to be taking. And because of my faith is where I'm saying, okay, God, for me, what is my purpose now? What message do I need to share because of this that just happened? Yeah. I mean, just, I love that mindset is the last one because it's just kind of like all of that culminates in what your mindset is. It does. And, um, it sounds hokey. It sounds lofty. It sounds like, yeah, you know, I don't know, foo foo, but it's, it's incredible. And it sounds, it may sound that way in those ways to people because we're not taught to think about mindset. Again, we're, we're just given a script of curriculum. Um, 
here are the tools, add a boy, go get them. And and families may have people that are more encouraging, you know, uh, like my parents to me, they were blue collar workers. So they they had different priorities than me to my son. So if you're lucky enough, you grow up in a certain household and my lessons are based on their lessons. So it's not to take anything away from their lessons at all. But I don't think we have that enough in life where we think about mindset. Like if something is happening to us, if something is out of our control, how do you handle it? What are your options? I don't think we think that way. I think what what resonates in this entire conversation is, and it comes up a lot, is you can either play the cards you're dealt or do something about the game and what you can bring to the game or change the game. Change the um, game. What can you and, change? What can you exactly. do? Exactly. And, yeah. and obviously with your daughter's illness, that's just a completely different thing that's left completely out of people's hands. But yes. when it comes to anything that we can more or less control, jobs, careers, yes. connections, networking. Our um, attitude. You know, we can, can, yeah, we can it's like, control our attitude every day. We can create those intentions every day. Exactly. Don't just um, don't just sit in the environment where you are and say, look around saying, oh, I don't have any connections. I don't have any network. I don't know anybody that does this or that. You do have to step outside. You do have to take that step beyond what you see and go look for. It's out there. You know what I mean? If I've, I've realized it even more during the pandemic where it's like, OK, if we're limited, then I got to go and network. I got to go meet new people just because I'm a curious person. I met you. You have a great story. And your connection of mine. Right. We've already helped each other network. And it's not just, you have to work for your own business. You have to make money. But if you're not providing value to anybody else, that doesn't work. So what I'm trying to say is we try to help each other to bolster up each other's businesses, but we we get value out of helping other people. We do. We do. So you you have to seek out what's really going to fire you up, whether you want to call it passion or not, because people are like, oh, don't call it passion. All right. Whatever fires you up. Like (laughs) it doesn't have to. You get lost in the definition of what word and I'll just try to. So, no, I appreciate everything you've shared. That's been it's it's an amazing story. And I'm looking forward to the uh, the next book that's coming out. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me today. Um, and so if your listeners want to know how can they grab a copy, um, you know, the link, um, I'll, you'll have the link, I'll send it to you. Yep. Um, but it's on Amazon, Freedom, Seven Steps to Thrive in Life and Business. And lifeisideal.com, as you can see here, is my website. You can also grab it on my website as well. Um, and I offer a 30-minute complimentary clarity call. If somebody wants to get on a call with me, to you know, share with me their journey, where they are. They might be in transition right now. They want to leave. They don't know what they want to do, or they want to be an entrepreneur. They know that I help with business planning. You know, if you become an entrepreneur, I can help you to really launch your business strategy and help you to really get that started. I have that framework. Yeah. If you. anybody has a feeling, but they're not quite sure that the call is for them, I say do it just because... Don't approach it with what you think you already know, because what you want to get into is the areas that you're not sure of. And having somebody on the other side of that line to ask you questions, it's amazing. And I've had it myself where I've had coaching conversations with people and other people hear that. They're like, yeah, but you're a coach. You can figure it out yourself. Doesn't that make you a shitty coach? I'm like, no, coaches need coaches. Like everybody needs a sounding board. Everybody needs somebody to ask them questions. I don't see everything 
in my in my you know in my purview somebody else might spot something that i haven't considered so if you're if if it's only like one percent of you saying oh maybe i should call give it a try because i'm sure tina has considered what to ask people to get out like the best responses and really wake people up so i think it's it's great i think that's great that you offer that that complimentary uh call so thank you for that tina Thank you, John, so much. And I appreciate everybody who's listening in here and having me here today. Um, I love it. And yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk about that next book when that comes out. Yes, absolutely. I will keep you posted, John. Um, Please do. As I move closer, it's in the rough first draft mode right now. Um, you know, my daughter's birthday is on January 27, and I would love to launch it by then, but we shall see. So. <laughs> Even <laughs> so. she would probably say, Mom, relax. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I, she knew me that she would say, Mom, just take a chill. Yeah, mom, your mindset is is overworking, mom. Relax. Yeah, relax, mom. That's but right. Thank you for sharing about your book. Thank you for thank sharing you. about your experience, your family, uh, your daughter's journey, your journey with your books. Um, so thank you so much, Tina. Thank you, John. All right. Have a great day, everybody. So thank you for sitting down with me. And remember, everybody, the book is Freedom, Seven Steps to Thrive in Life and Business. Uh, If there's anything I might have missed, there's only so much limited time that we have. Uh, Anything I might have missed that I should have asked Tina, please let me know. I'll relay it to her in any way I can. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.